0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Everything about that statement is absolutely true. John Skulls here along with Lior Samfiru, co-founding partner Samfiru an LLP, ready to... Uh, Answer your calls over the next half hour and make you that much smarter when it comes to employment rights and employment law. No question is too small, too large, or too silly, or too intelligent. Bring them on. We'll talk about it. If it's a severance question, a layoff question, maybe you're an employer and you got some questions as well. It's all good. You can always reach out to Leor and his team, right? Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca, available for you anytime. And the number one eight five five. Eight two one fifty nine hundred. As far as websites are concerned, you can always use pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It's free, it's anonymous, and you will have access as well to the severance calculator. But as I mentioned, all about workplace harassment and how to handle it, that will be the topic throughout the half hour. But uh, yeah, we always start off with uh, something that's been going on on your side, pal. What do you got?
1: Hey, Johnny. I am great and excited as usual to be here to talk about employment law, to answer questions. You know, This is our, our, or my, I should say, uh, first live show after the holidays on this station. So great to to finally be doing that. And if you have a question, maybe you just came back to work and things have not gone the way you were hoping. That You didn't have the best start of the year. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you got Uh, thrown into into a loop by employer letting you go just now well whatever that issue there are solutions there's things you could do and most importantly there's things you need to know and by calling us i can help you i can tell you what you need to know you can take advantage of that information that's available for you whether you're dealing with a termination whether you're dealing with a suspension maybe your employer put you on a performance improvement plan Maybe your job has changed, your compensations changed, maybe being mistreated or bullied in the workplace, you name it. Many other issues as well, you can call us right now, and I'll tell you what to do. Or you can, of course, as well, reach me in the office. We'll keep giving you that contact information throughout the show. But to start us off, as I like to do, let me tell you about the case of the day. This actually, the situation came from a, a live stream I did earlier today uh, that airs uh, on uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, and LinkedIn. So uh, the lady that joined me on that live stream had indicated that she had worked for her employer for five years. And for the full five years, she's always worked remotely. And uh, this was obviously started pre-pandemic and always worked remotely. Well, her employer recently decided that all remote employees have to come back to work. And uh, she told her, you have to be back as well to make matters worse for her. She also has a medical condition that prevents her from traveling too often. So really working from home is the real option, the only real option for her. So she wanted to know what to do. So let's put the medical condition aside for a second. I'll come back to it. Her employer does not have the ability to change the terms of her employment. We know that. So for her, the term of employment is she works from home. Been doing it for five years. So her employer doesn't have the ability to change that, to say, well, too bad. You have to come in. And if you don't come in, then you've resigned. They can't do that. So what can she do? She can simply say to them, no, I'm not doing it. I'm going to continue working from home. Now, the employer may back off and leave her be, or they may choose to let her go. Remember, the employer can let someone go with with severance, but they would have to pay her severance. What they would not be able to do is they can't say, well, Mm -hmm. no, no, you've resigned by not coming in. That is illegal. Now for her, because she also has a medical condition that says that uh, because of it she needs to work in, uh, in home, what I told her to do is also get a doctor's note. Your doctor should say that you can't commute to work, that you need to work from home. At that point, if her employer doesn't back off, it also becomes a human rights violation. Why? Because an employer has to accommodate, to have the legal obligation to provide accommodation. And that may mean allowing you to work from home if if that's what the doctor says. So there's all kinds of rights, all kinds of solutions. And the lesson, of course, here is this. Your employer can't just decide to change the terms of employment by making you work in the office if you've always worked from home. They can't do that.
0: Again if there's any misconception or confusion about this what we talk about any time during the show all week you can always reach out to Leor 855 821 5900 privately confidentially and let's get to uh, to Mark. Hey Mark, thanks for standing by for a moment. How are you, pal? Cheers. Uh, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Beauty, what's uh, what's on your mind? um so i work for a company it's a canadian uh,
2: corporation but we are a wholly owned subsidiary of a u.s based corporation
0: mm-hmm.
2: um they have started to lay people off and i'm just wondering how that affects severance if they were to close the canadian uh part of the company
1: great question so excellent question so really from uh in terms of laws what the laws that apply to you are the laws where you physically work. doesn't matter if you work for a U.S.-based company or a European-based company. What matters is where you're physically working. If you're physically working in Ontario, then it's going to be the laws of Ontario that apply to you. And that's going to, of course, mean that you're going to get severance, including the uh, that, that uh, complies with the laws that we have here. But let me give you a sense as to what you would actually be owed. How long have you worked uh, there, Mark?
2: Uh, 25 years.
1: Okay, and what kind of a job and how old are you?
2: Uh, Senior management, 58.
1: So you're going to be one of those maximum guys, which is right around 24 months. And I say maximum, generally, the vast majority of people cannot get more than 24 months. But in a senior role, after 25 years, you're going to be right there. So two years severance is what uh, the right number is for you. So if you're let go and you're provided with two years of your total compensation, you're golden, you're good. If it's less than that, you need to call me right away.
2: May I ask you a quick follow-up? Sure. You bet. So if if they were to close the Canadian uh, operation, and I wasn't satisfied with the severance they were offering, uh, the lawyer that I would reach out to, you obviously, would then be dealing with a company based out of the U.S. to honor what is the Canadian law?
1: Absolutely. And they have to comply with Canadian laws because our laws can be enforced in any state in the U.S., so... The fact that they're based in the U.S. and and the people we're dealing with in the U.S. doesn't mean anything. By the way, they would have legal counsel here in Ontario. So we deal with this literally daily. It won't be any issue whatsoever.
2: That is uh, very reassuring. And you've answered my question completely. I will reach out to you, and hopefully I don't need to. But if I do, I'll reach out to you, when the time is right.
0: All right, Mark. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you uh, calling in here. Uh, Richard, we'll get to you in a moment. Just got to take a short break. We'll get right back to it. Employment Law Show. Stand by. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. You bet. Welcome. We'll continue with those calls. Richard, thank you for standing by, pal. How are you? What's your concern?
3: Good. Thanks for taking my call. So I work for a company in Brampton. We do work for the U.S. military. I've been there for about 10 years. We've been bought out by a larger corporation in Michigan. So they're going to be moving our division to the States. And uh, this is wrapping up at the end of February. So we're all out of work. And they've since they've given us enough notice according to the Employment Standards Act, we're only entitled to one week of severance per year and uh so i I was curious if if that is true and the only other um, thing that we have is it is a union environment so i didn't know if i could reach out to other representation because they didn't seem to really be doing the best job at representing us
1: Mm -hmm. so unfortunately richard it is true what they said but it's true because you're a unionized employee A unionized employee gets a small fraction of the severance that a non-union employee would get so whereas you probably could be looking at a year's severance if you were a non-union employee in your situation yeah it would be limited to the week per year of service because that's what most collective agreements say and no unfortunately you are not able to hire a lawyer you're not able to deal with it with the issue yourself or to hire a lawyer to deal with it it has to be the union even if the union's not doing the best job, there's still not, no really other options. That's really the problem with being unionized. So uh, unfortunately for you in in a unionized environment, yeah, there's just very limited options.
0: Okay, I understand. I appreciate
2: the info there.
0: Thanks, Richard. Appreciate the, uh, the call. Uh, Jerry, you're up next, pal. How are you?
2: I'm good, thank you. How are you doing?
0: Great. What's on your mind?
2: I got uh, a question. I am an employee of a real estate brokerage. Uh, I operate on the basis of 100% commission. I pay into employment or unemployment insurance on a regular basis, yet I am not eligible to collect any kind of unemployment insurance in a year that is a bad year. Is that a fact? Do I have any options at all, having paid into it for 40 years?
1: Sorry, I'm not sure. What what do you mean in a year that's a bad year? Uh, I'm not sure exactly what you mean by that.
2: Well, let's assume I I have been unable to, for whatever reason, not to sell anything and made no money that year.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I I understand. No, unfortunately, I I get that completely now. No, because uh, it's not really about whether you're you're earning income or how much you're earning it's about whether or not you're working and whether you're being provided with, with work. So, uh, I mean, depending on your situation, you may be owed income because there's still minimum wage obligations that apply even to you. Uh, even to those individuals that are on hundred percent commissions. But that aside, you wouldn't qualify for EI unless your employer is simply not giving you work. They're not giving you the opportunity to earn money. So that's when EI would kick in. Not in a situation where, you know, let's say, it's a bad market or you just had a bad run and, and you're not able to to make sales. That's not when EI is going to kick in.
2: Okay, so I guess uh, I guess uh, others who are going to benefit from my uh, generous contributions then. Okay, thank you. You've answered my question.
0: Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. Okay, all about workplace harassment and how to handle it. Still, even in this day, it's still a big topic for us. That's why we're bringing it uh, bringing it about, uh, Leor. First question I got though is, you know, legal standpoint, of course. What is considered now workplace harassment, and maybe an example or two?
1: Yeah. So, so that's a very, very broad term, workplace harassment, and it refers to any conduct that is otherwise considered unwelcome. Any conduct that's unwelcome in the workplaces workplace could be certainly workplace harassment. Uh, so if you think about it, that that encompasses a lot of things. It yeah. could be situations where someone is threatening you or yelling at you, where someone is talking down to you, using profanities, uh, is engaging in you know, physical contact that's unwelcome. So really any situation where someone is treating you in a way that viewed objectively would be considered unwelcome then that consider that would be workplace harassment and that's inappropriate that's not something that's acceptable in the workplace and your your first point john is very correct even in this day and age maybe even more so this day and age i see these issues come up all the time i told you i did this live stream uh this morning mm. i think that half the questions uh had to do or touched on the issue of workplace harassment it, wow. I think people are now understanding that you can talk about it. They're understanding that it's it's something that is not acceptable, that you can do something about it. So, yeah, no one should ever be the victim of workplace harassment. No one should have to tolerate a poison and unwelcome work environment. And if that's you, then that's exactly what we're here to tell you and to talk to you about and hopefully educate you about your rights.
0: I want to take a moment here get uh, Tony on the air with us. Hi, Tony. Thanks for hanging on. How are
3: you? Oh, good. How about yourself?
0: Good, pal. What's, uh, what's on your mind?
3: Okay, so we have a U.S. You, you had a question earlier regarding uh, someone from a, uh, that has a, a U.S.-based company that owns a incorporated uh, Ontario company. They came in and they, they purchased a company in uh, Canada, in Ontario specifically, in, uh, in the Toronto area. And the question I have for you, can that U.S.-based company take a good idea of what the company does Figures out what what the ingredients are, and effect, effectively bankrupt the company. And you know, there's a there's a lot of uh, employees that are longtime employees of that company, um, and of course, you know, severances that go along with those things. How does that work if if there is a plan to kind of bleed the company, and and close down operations and take that good idea and bring it to the U. S.
1: And of course, so the, try to get out paying out. out. Paying severance. Yeah, no, for sure. So I can tell you this that it is unbelievably difficult to bankrupt the company in order to avoid paying severance because we have very good laws that, that are smarter than anyone that's going to try to do that. And the reality is, if it's clear that what someone's doing, a director or another company, is that they're trying to do that as a way to avoid their liabilities to to employees, then we can kind of do what's called pierce the corporate veil and go after other companies. The, the other thing is this, if, uh, you know, the, the company stops operating, but they're operating a similar company somewhere else now, all of a sudden, then there may be what we call common employers. So uh, that the law may say, well, wait a second, if, if, they're really the same company just different locations that the same people are operating it using the same resources they should all have the same liabilities so you may be able to go after that company in the other jurisdiction so i wouldn't worry about that too much it's so one thing if it's a legitimate bankruptcy it's not working the the assets are not enough to meet the liabilities that's a legitimate bankruptcy but if it's a bankruptcy just done kind of to try to save a buck and to try to avoid paying severance that's not going to hold up and there's going to be someone that you can go after okay so a, a second a second point to that uh, or actually you
3: you addressed the one where if it naturally um, doesn't make money and the company you know goes and runs out of you know money and out of business then there's no there's there's no
1: severance that's right that's right if it's okay. legitimate bankruptcy that or, or if there is it's gonna be pennies on the dollar yes but generally okay. you, you'd probably be uh, uh, left without severance okay so that makes sense because if
3: it's not a going concern that the company's not right. doing well what are you gonna do right but yeah. now there's another question to that now there's a you know typically when a company buys you there's centralization that goes on which means they start plucking things out that are are, are common things like if there's sales they centralize Right. If they have uh, five other companies in the U.S. and you have a centralized sales force, then you, you pull the sales out of all you know all the brands, and the, and then you centralize to a, a head office thing, right? So you got sales. Let's say those are common things, accounting, and those are those situations. So now what's left is the core business. Now that core business, um, if if that core business now um, is, is got a cost center, uh, you know, if, you know uh, associated with it. It's no longer what the overall company is getting from their own sales because now sales are centralized. It becomes really like um, a department of the of the American company, a department that, that doesn't have its own autonomy, doesn't doesn't decide things on its own, uh, and really it's just a department now. How like how does that look like if now that department? has got a cost center attached to it. And, you know, you're going to put a cost center of it being higher, lower. You know, you, you, you can play games like that with, with uh, numbers. If that's not making money, there or it appears to be not making money on, on the books, and then they decide to close it, isn't it really difficult to see all these changes that are made over a, a year or two period to see that whatever changes they made, which was a very, very good uh, – a profitable business because that's the whole reason why we bought it in the first place and now it's 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 really kind of eroded down to like a very scaled down version of what it was before because you've taken all sorts of things away like you've taken marketing initiatives you've taken sales away from it you've taken all these things away from that that single running entity uh, you know that had all these different things in that business how how does that play out is that is
1: that something you really can't fight either I, I i don't really know i mean i'm not sure I exactly i understand that scenario ultimately you can't really question their company's legitimate business decisions if, if they're legitimate uh if they're not done to try to avoid employment oh, no 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 wait, wait a so you, then you won't be able to do much about that if, if it turns out that financially it's it, it if it's a business decision that they made they're allowed to make that, even if ultimately it results in, in losses and, and even loss of jobs. As long as it's a business decision, that they can make that decision. Okay, I understand. All right, I appreciate the, uh, the information. Thank you. We're
0: going to go back to our topic and uh, talk about workplace harassment. Let's flip it over to the employer now, Or Does the employer have a, an obligation to prevent it, deal with it, and how does the employer meet these obligations?
1: So we talked about the fact that workplace harassment is not acceptable and that no employee should be in a, in a poison work environment. And that obligation to to maintain a healthy environment is that of the employer. The employer has to ensure that the workplace is safe, uh, that, that no one's being mistreated, bullied, harassed. And if they're aware of the situation, they have to deal with it. Sometimes that may mean investigating because you may someone may tell you that there's an issue, but you have to. Uh, figure out exactly what's going on. So they have to conduct an investigation. So the key is, number one, you take it seriously. You have to conduct an investigation. And ultimately, if if you determine that there is something improper going on in the workplace, you have to st- take steps to rectify it. Okay, to Maybe that may mean imp- implementing better policies. Maybe that may mean letting someone go. Uh, or transferring someone, whatever it is, you, you can't ignore it. And that is the key. And unfortunately, John, I have seen way too many situations uh, where employers just didn't want to deal with it. They kind of said, you know what, you figure it out. We we, yeah. we don't care. No, that's illegal. The fact it's, it's maybe immoral, I don't know, but it's certainly illegal. By law, they have to deal with it. That's why I always tell employees, if you are facing workplace harassment, if you are being bullied, you should talk to your employer because they have the obligation to take it seriously, to investigate, to deal with it. They can't ignore you. So talk to your employer.
0: You mentioned uh, earlier on when we started this topic that, you know, people are feeling more free and more open to, to bring these things out and talk about them. So what should individuals do if they're, if they're subject to workplace harassment as opposed to being quiet all the time, right?
1: Yeah, and it doesn't work to be quiet. If, if you, no. you hope, well, oh, just, you know, put my head down, keep it down and, and it's going to go away. Well, guess what? It's not going to go away. And I'm speaking here from someone that's seen this happen many times across the country and across all companies. So it's not going to go away unless you do something to make it go away. And a good starting point, as I said, is talk to the right person within your organization. Maybe that's HR. Maybe it's your manager. Maybe it's an executive or the owner, whoever the right person is within your organization, talk to them. Well, I say talk, but what I really mean is let them know in writing. Put it in writing, here's what's happening, here's the dates, here's who was involved, and give them that opportunity to deal with it. Because what you don't want to have happen is for the company later to say, oh, we didn't know. If you just told us, we would have dealt with it. Mm-hmm. So give them that opportunity to try to meet their obligations and knowing that nothing bad can happen to you if you do that.
0: If there's no option to file a complaint or maybe the one doing the harassing should be the person you report to, what's your next step? Because that'll cause a lot of panic for people, right?
1: That's exactly what I was asked uh, this morning on that live stream. I yeah. said, yes, you say that you talk to someone, but it's actually the, the most senior executive in the company that, that's harassing me. There's no one else to talk to. Well, Absolutely. If you can't deal with it internally, then we deal with it externally. And what I mean by that, that's when I get involved. Okay. And that could be a constructive dismissal. It could potentially even be a human rights violation. So I can help you at that point. Remember, I always want you to be able to prove the harassment. The person harassing you is not going to admit it. But as long as there's a way to prove the harassment, yes, we can deal with it externally. We can get you out of there. We can get you compensation. You don't have to just, as I said, put your head down and suffer.
0: That's a good way to uh, wrap it up for this evening. Appreciate all the phone calls, some great stuff on air uh, this evening. Thanks for those. You can continue the conversation with any more questions with Leor and his team. Always by using this number, one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca through email. And that website, again, it's free, it's anonymous. Take full advantage of it. There's so much information there and access to the severance calculator. That can be found at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you tomorrow on the Employment Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertising The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.